0: The following podcast is sponsored by the Women in Comedy Festival. Check us out at WICF.com. Hey
1: everyone, this is Person About Town now presented by Women in Comedy Festival and we're in a space that I have been in too many times to count and the guest is going to tell you who they are and where we are.
0: Hi, my name is Sam Ike and we're in the uh, green room of improv boston. So,
1: Sam Mike, for the listeners who don't know you, can you tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do?
0: Oh, so I do uh i like I do comedy. Uh do comedy out here in Boston um, and yeah, and this is one of the places that I frequent many a time in my a lot of times with you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was like
1: we've been here many many times together. So, when was the first time that you came to Improv Boston?
0: Oh, man, when was the first um 7 years ago, I think. Yeah. When
1: you started improv?
0: Yeah, about 7 years. I remember I was like, yeah, I was like 20. So like 7, 8 years ago was like the first time I took a class. Mm-hmm. And then I think I did a show. I think I was 21, first time I ever did a show. And uh and it was here. And I was here in this I was here in this green room with my friends uh rehearsing for it and we were so excited. And I like I remember that like so vividly. So like this place is like, you know, Sentimental, I guess. Yeah. So,
1: are you still friends? I'm sorry, I'm eating a sandwich. Um, what kind of sandwich do you eat? It's a Starbucks sandwich. It's um, like a croissant with, like, uh, bacon and cheese and egg. It is not healthy, but it tastes delicious, and it's what I need at this moment.
0: Do you eat a lot of the Starbucks sandwiches? I, no. I've never had any, like, Starbucks or Dunkin' Sandwich. or any, Really? Yeah. It's just I've only gotten coffee. I've had sandwiches of, like, I've had, like, Aubon Pain. Yeah. But that's about it.
1: I, okay, I will say, like, if I have been drinking, like, especially if it's, like, a late night, I know there's a, in Brooklyn, there's this late night Dunkin' Donuts that's open at, like, four in the morning, and I have gone there and been, like, I need, uh, I need bacon, egg, and cheese on a croissant. I need it. And they're, like, okay. Or sausage, egg, and cheese, because, uh, that's also my jam. Just any pork product on a croissant with, like, egg, and cheese I'm into. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I'm a I'm a diner guy. If I if I can. If I wake up in the morning, I like to go to a diner.
1: Which diner is around you?
0: Well, there's one right around the corner from my place, uh Mass Ave diner.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I've been there. That one
0: by Palada Stars. Yeah.
1: It's I was surprised at how affordable that one is.
0: Yeah. And it's and I like that it's small. I like small diners. Why? I I don't know. I like the intimacy. I like people just like crowded around. Uh and I feel like when it's small, it's packed, and when it's packed, it's probably good. Mm. <laughs> there's very, there's been very few times I've been to an empty diner and been like, "Oh man, this was amazing." <laughs> you all right? I might die. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. No, I just um, last night was the first time I ever did four shows in a night, yeah, and I it's like ten really? degrees outside, so right. my body's just like, "You didn't need to do that."
0: Were they close? Were they close to each <coughs> other?
1: Um. Close enough, like it was uh, the studio here, Gallery 263, and Mendoza. So, oh, okay. all within like a couple miles.
0: Yeah, there. they weren't all, yeah, we we're all like, you're kind of <laughs> going in a nice little loop. Mm-hmm. Did you Uber or walk? Mm-hmm. You Ubered each one? Yeah.
1: Uber is so cheap here. Like,
0: it's so cheap. compared to
1: New York, where it's like, oh, I know any Uber I take is going to be at least like 10 bucks. All of the. Even for a pool? Even for a pool, most of them are like, I mean, I maybe took one that was like seven bucks, but that was like, oh, wow. But here, All weekend just because I've been going from like show to show and the red line is like stopped at Harvard and is like buses and super slow. Uh, So I've been Ubering around and it's like all my Ubers are like $2.00. $3, $3, and it's like, oh, well, fuck everything else. I'm doing this. Yeah. yeah
0: it, it's uh, Uber has <laughs> figured out a way of just like, oh, if we're just slightly more expensive than a, a subway pass. Yeah,
1: but you get picked up at your house whenever you want.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's so convenient. It's so convenient.
1: I wish, like, I get it. They're in political trouble, Uh but they, you know, they made amends. They, and like, remember when Lyft was like, we donated $1 million to the ACLU. Uber donated $3 million to the ACLU. And it uh, costs less. So, like, come on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, honestly, even at the midst of, like, delete Uber, the thing that was, like, the breaker for me was, like, the app is just so much better. It's yeah. so much cleaner than the than the Lyft app. Like, it was just, like, I how can I not? It's too convenient. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and I did delete Uber for a second. But then I had an Uber gift certificate. And I was, like, what am I not going to use money somebody gave me? Like,
0: <laughs> not way. just
1: that, but, like. They already have the money from this, right. so if I don't like, regardless of if I use it or not, they already were paid by this. So.
0: Exactly. I remember, oh, like a month ago, mm-hmm. I uh, I was talking to like a friend, and they they had a they are a car, and they you know don't live anywhere near the city, mm-hmm. and they were they were saying, oh, I think I'm gonna I'm going to L.A. I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna download Uber, and I was like. Whoa, you, I I have a promo code. Like yeah, for the yeah. first time I could give somebody a promo code and like since Uber started. like. <laughs>
1: I, rem- I remember when Uber, like I had downloaded Uber. Other people had had it before, but I downloaded it and I had a party at my house. And I was like, if you're concerned about being able to get home after the train stops, download this and uh, use this code. And I got like $30 or no more than that. I got like a few free rides based on that. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the mint spot. I yeah, first time when Uber first came out, I was yeah. using that up a lot, and but now, Everybody whenever I yeah, when I get that, but when I get that chance, that's like when you find like ten bucks in your pocket, yeah. like you're like, oh man, this is great. <laughs>
1: Going back to your early memories here, I'm sorry for the mouth sounds. Oh. Um, I'm fine with it. <laughs> thanks. But the <laughs> listeners, they're going to be like, I cannot, there's, there's that slight mouth sound that is unpleasant.
0: Um you ever eaten in podcast.
1: I'm usually asking questions that require longer answers. Yeah. So I get to like eat while they answer. Right. But right now I'm like really hungry and out of it. So <laughs> this is how it's going. Uh, sorry. So those people that you started with eight years ago, are any of them still doing improv?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, a lot, they're, like, doing improv where they're doing, like, uh, other really cool projects, like, um, first time I ever did a show was 2010, and it was here, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it was 2010, and it was with uh, the sketch group Friends of Gertrude, and I performed with them for years, and that was, like, the thing I did for, like, four or five years, Mm -hmm. or, yeah, it was, uh, it was, I remember, it was the weekend Uh, after Thanksgiving, Mm. 2009, and that was the first show I did. Wow. And, and yeah, I basically only did sketch with them for, like, five years, and then I started doing stand-up. But, yeah, this was, like, this was the spot where we did it, and, like, I'm still, like, close friends well we don't see well they're all doing like a bunch of different projects like uh, Laura Burns she has this like really awesome web series cooking alone and uh, Quinn James who's like just like fucking man just doing a he was me and him were on the main stage here at IB for a while and like He's got the web series "Hot Dog and a Ninja" that he's doing, and uh, my buddy Dennis Hurley, he's in LA uh, doing a lot of really cool stuff, and uh, and Zach Eisenstadt, he's like an actual actor now. He's like, a dramatic, it's like crazy, yeah. like it's so nuts that like we started doing like wacky, stupid sketches about like Kanye and and gangsters yeah. and and like and, uh, and 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 poop, a lot of poop. Oh. And now he's like this, like Shakespearean actor. <laughs> he found what he liked. Yeah, yeah. He found it. He was like doing like finance stuff that I didn't understand, mm-hmm. and um, you know, real soon tie, you know, uh, skyscraper type job. And then he left that to be an actor. And it was like, and this was like the start. And that was like really, that was like really cool to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, like, it was that was one of the happiest years. I mean. It, because I was you know I was like 20 21 yeah. and I was like doing something I was like this is so cool I can do this and like uh and doing it with like such close friends was like it was it was a great way to start getting into comedy and I absolutely loved it and I still love all the sketches I wish we I wish we did you know time we still could have done it but it was like it was uh, done it longer but like yeah it was it was really cool.
1: So I don't know much about sketch. Like what is the process? You get like you get a group together and then do different people write? How do you practice? like what's the uh, what is the time frame for doing all that?
0: Yeah, uh, I think d- uh, groups do a, a bunch of different groups do it differently.' depending on how it's structured. Like what we were doing was it was all five of us writing, performing, uh, together, and we would meet and uh, we would just pitch sketches, and then we would just start improvising sketches. Like, we would write we would write it out, or we would write out, like, a page of, like, a beat and stuff, and then we would improvise it until we figured out what we wanted to do, because we all met in improv class, mm. and so we, like, only, like, two of them had ever written a sketch. <laughs> so we just kind of, like, we kind of figured it out from there, so we would, like, Some things we would write out full, someone bring in a full uh, script and then we would kind of break it down and and reframe it and retool it. And because we also were trying to like uh, put pieces together for a whole show because we had like a lot of we had like a lot of runner sketches. We had some callbacks. We and we like try to do it in a very like. We had a, we had, we tried to do it with like very little tech or uh costume changes or anything mm-hmm. or transitions. So it was like very fast. And mm-hmm. so it, it the coolest thing was that it felt a lot like an improv show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was uh, sketch, and it was like all planned to a degree. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we definitely we definitely did like a more um a different pro- process than most groups a lot of groups usually just like kind of meet maybe sometimes there are people that are just writers and yeah. then there are people who are just actors but and then you know they pitch sketches and then they write drafts read them out they read them at a table right. and then maybe mm-hmm. rehearse them a few times on their feet but we we kind of like skipped the, a lot of that process for better and worse yeah. <laughs> and we would just be like I have an idea and then we would play around with it and then just kind of just see what happens um, and when, yeah that was that was really fun
1: so what made you want to shift from that to doing stand up mostly?
0: Uh, I always wanted to do stand up and I I would do it like sporadically like I would do it like once every 3 months and be like ah oh, yeah that was that was fun but I was like I was always petrified uh, cuz like it was it was something I wasn't experienced in you know and so I would um but you know eventually You know, as the sketch group kept going, you know, other things came about, other projects came about, and I started, like, you know, trying. You know, I was doing a lot of improv at the time, too, and I was just trying to do a little dip in my toe into stand up, and I kind of got into, like, eventually I wasn't, I just, like, the repetition, I just wanted to get better at it. And um, that process, became the most interesting to me just creatively stand up did because it was just like I like the process of trying to figure out one bit and see how see what I can how it can evolve or devolve you know um that process I find like very exhilarating and then I also found like there's just so many like things I can do within stand up that allows me to, like, do other, like... I like to do, like, you know, weird kind of variety shows and projects like that, and, like, I can weave in stand-up. Stand-up, like, was the thing that made it... It gave me jokes to spring off of and gave me a better sense of, like, writing jokes because it wasn't something that I... It wasn't something that I was very experienced in until I started doing stand-up. Like, I was a performer with ideas that were funny in a context, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't figure out how to say the context... How to bring out the context in my own idea you know and that was very intriguing for me with stand-up and so yeah I started doing that say like Mm 2013-ish something around there yeah
1: you have a particular style uh do you think that that is influenced by your improv and sketch background
0: (laughs) uh yeah I guess so I guess so um
1: Tell the listeners why you laugh at that question.
0: <laughs> because, because I I was mostly laughing because you were like smiling as you were saying. <laughs> you have a particular style, <laughs> which I I guess is like um, I don't know. I mean, I never I never think of it as a, I, it's just like me being me, but I definitely think that like. In- in- improv and sketch doing it just gave me, like, not, I don't want to say, like, theater because I've never done, like, a play before, but, like, it, ge- it definitely gave me, like, a sense of a stage presence mm-hmm. kind of thing um or just, like, how to be present on stage and yeah. be just, like, fully aware on stage and stuff like that and, like, kind of, like, I don't know, I found, like, improv and sketch brought, like, a certain kind of confidence because when you're going on stage... Talking as a character, mm-hmm. it I feel like to transition into stand-up, it felt easier for me. Yeah, um, But I can also see the difficulties of the other way. But I, I guess, yeah, it definitely had to have, but it was also the only thing I knew, you know? I only knew, I only did improv and sketch, so it had to have influenced my stand-up. Mm. Um, just, like, just like anything else, you know?
1: I ask that because your style seems to be sometimes quite off the cuff. Uh, sometimes you aren't very nice to audiences. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm not nice to them? Have you? You've been at your shows, though, so like, I don't understand why you're why you're acting like what I'm saying isn't the truth.
0: I think I think they have a I think they have a good time. I think that like. I think what you're, uh, what you're leading to is that sometimes I play, uh, I play up a persona of being very arrogant on on stage, um, which, like, in all honesty, just comes from more of, like, an insecurity of just, like, a lot of, like, the, a lot of, like, the riffing I do or, like, or, like, any of the, um... Uh, just like overconfidence and braggadocio. I think it really just—it just mostly just comes from like I'm finding this character I can, f- uh, filter, mm-hmm. I can filter my insecurities through mm-hmm. because like I've always been like working on trying to like, I've I like look at comics who can just like go up there and just have like joke after joke, beat after beat, just like this like um perfectly structured rhythm and just hit it like just like just like playing these wonderful notes on every key and like I've never been able to do that and that's something I've like struggled with and I found like this filter to do that with it and yeah and that's like part of it and I also just like I don't know I, I like being like present I like I like how if you want to you can make every stand-up set completely different than the other Mm one. So these two mindsets, like, struggle within of, like, I would love to be, like, a tightly written joke writer. But at the same time, I also just, like, love the... I love the fact that, like, I'm just going up there, and for this amount of time, I'm just going to be able to talk. And I want to just see... I just want to make a, like... I just want to make an experience that I don't... I, I can be, like you know, just different than, right. than the last one. Um, cause there's a lot of like, there's a lot of repetition in standup just naturally. So, um, if I can break that mold, it just, it feels freeing to me.
1: Okay, You mentioned, uh, it's a confidence thing. Were you confident as a person prior to starting sketch? Like what were you like in high school and, and that sort of thing? Were you class clowny or were you like quiet dorky kid?
0: I think I was like I think I was definitely more class clowny. Um I definitely always had a flair for the dramatics, I okay. guess. I yeah, that for sure. I I did like school plays and stuff like that. Huh. Um and I yeah, I always had an interest in comedy. I never thought that I would I don't I don't think I yeah, I definitely was a comedy nerd, but I never I don't think I really thought in high school I was going to be a comedian. Right. Um, but I definitely was like I definitely knew of like comedians that nobody like none of my friends knew yeah. of. And I like knew everybody who did premium blend and yeah, half yeah, hour and all that yeah. stuff. Like I knew all those uh comics. Uh I was definitely a huge comedy nerd and I was definitely like someone who was, you know, excited to be on stage or or you know, excited to give the group presentation or whatever yeah. like that. I definitely had that. Uh, but translating that to being like a performer, I I don't think the thought crossed my mind at the time. But mm. it was definitely something I was interested in, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Nice.
1: I, uh, I wasn't doing plays, but I did debate. And I think that that affects, like, A, how I talk to people generally, (laughs) but (laughs) also uh, my style of comedy, which is like, this is my thesis, these are my points to support said thesis. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, no, that definitely comes across. I never had, we didn't have debate in, in high school.
1: You didn't? No. Oh, man. I was the secretary of the debate team for three years. I was, like, super into it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, come on. You, you've yeah. met me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't, don't see how any of this sp- is a surprise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever want to be, like, a politician?
1: I wanted to be a lawyer. So I was also the captain of the mock trial team, and I was very argumentative. Wow. Yeah.
0: What, what, uh, what changed you from being a lawyer to stand up?
1: Huh. Uh, This is not a podcast where I am being interviewed. Uh, No, I just took, I went down like a bunch of different avenues of things that I was doing. So like I went to uh, undergrad thinking I was going to like go undergrad and then do a joint MBA, uh, JD degree. And then like, Just fucking run shit. Um, And then I was like, yeah, I don't really, these business classes are boring. And then I became a history psychology major. And then I went to grad school for film. And it was only after that and like living in LA for a while and being like, I don't, this isn't for me, uh, that I was like, I think I'm gonna try. Stand up, like I always, like I like you like as a kid. I always watched like Premium Blend and the Half Hours, and like I could I would quote like Mitch Hedberg to my friends yeah. a lot. Uh, but it, for some reason, didn't strike me as a thing to do until like my mid twenties. Right. So yeah,
0: and oh uh, and Def Jam, Def Jam was. I
1: never watched Def Jam.
0: Oh man, I, I had a box set. Had a box set, and I watched. I wore I wore those. I don't know if you can wear. Well, the DVDs ended up scratching, so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, like, it's like, so I did wear yeah, them. Out, yeah. yeah, so I did wear them out. Uh, I yeah I. Def Jan was, I was huge into that.
1: That, I get that. Uh, I've seen you. Uh, so, quick question. In your high school, was it diverse?
0: Mm, no. No, it was very white. It was, it was very white. I grew up in a very, a very small Irish Catholic town uh, called Clinton, Massachusetts. And I grew up there. And it was like, I think there was, I think seven... I think there was seven black kids yeah. in my graduating class in high school and uh I think the the high school itself was like 500. It was a okay. very small town. Okay. It was like maybe 12,000, 13,000 people live in the town. Wow, it's not a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a pretty small town. Um and yeah, I, How was that? I got uh, well, it's the only thing I know, you know. It's like the same thing as like uh like when like when someone asks you if you're uh, like, what's it like to be an annoying child? Like for me, it was like it's the only thing I know. <laughs> like, yeah, I, so like I, I definitely see differences now living in a city. Like, <laughs> and definitely when I went to college, like because you know it was it was very it's like pretty it's pretty blue collar. It's yeah. pretty like um, I, I grew up like around I grew up around a lot of rural like Irish Catholic people. So like. Uh, when I was, like, meeting people from the Midwest, I was like, what the... F-? Why are you so nice? You yeah. know? Like... <laughs> yeah, it was, like, very... I was like, I didn't know how to react to, like, like, open kindness and stuff like that. <laughs> and, like, I definitely, like... um, And it was definitely, like, being... And then, like... And, like, being black around them, like, it... It was, de- it was definitely this thing of just, like, I feel like I just know, like... I feel like it was, I feel like talking to white people is like, I was like, I, I, I think I get these people like a little bit. I think I understand them, but yeah. like, I don't, I, but like, I don't know if I trust them. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and like, <laughs> uh, but I, I definitely got a lot of like, It. I think one thing that was useful being black and growing up in like a small white Irish house town was like, I learned, I learned a lot of things about like white culture. Yeah. And it just like it helped when like I ended up living in a city mm-hmm. um I like knew I remember like talking to my cousins who live in like Roxbury yeah. and like they had like there was like there was it felt like different worlds you know um, and that was definitely that was definitely i guess useful mm-hmm. uh and yeah i I I I also I don't know some some things I picked up that I was like very I was very grateful for like I'm like very grateful that like uh you know white people like uh, showed me like emo music I I, lo- I lo- what I loved that in high school oh man I was so into it but at- names names I, I
1: was into some emo nonsense as well but like name the bands that you were
0: into oh man I was into some like I was into like. Uh, Taking Back Sunday.
1: I was listening to Taking Back Sunday <laughs> on the bus up here. No, because I my I was I was talking to my friend and he was like, "Oh yeah, I, I, we all hate on Maroon Five now, but Songs About Jane was fucking amazing." Anyone who denies it, it's little shit. So I was like on this like Memory Lane thing. So I listened to all of Songs About Jane, and then I was like, "I mean, if we're gonna go high school, it was brand new." Taking Back Sunday yep. saves the day. Uh, Thursday I didn't get
0: into saves the day. I did like Thursday. Yeah. 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 Uh, panic. Were you into Panic? Panic at the Disco? Yeah. Yeah. I loved Panic. I saw a Panic. I saw Taking Back Sunday. Um,
1: Who's that emo one that, that Jer likes too much? Oh. Like, like, a comeback recently. It's not Panic at the Disco, but it's like...
0: Um, Oh, uh. oh Fall Out Boy, Fall Out Boy, yeah, yeah, I've seen Fall Out Boy live, I was like, I was big into, like, I, I had this weird taste where I was like, I've seen, I saw all those bands live, yeah. I've also seen, I also saw Ludacris twice, I okay. saw Tlaib exactly. in high school, the first concert I ever went to was Up in Smoke, which was Dre, Eminem, Ice Cube, Snoop, and um, Exhibit, uh, Nate Dog. What? Yeah, it was like this huge... Yeah, that's cool. con- it was yeah. awesome. I, that was an Eminem. Yeah. Uh, and that was the first concert I ever saw. What? And then I think... The next three were taken back Sunday and wow. brand new. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: Mine was uh, I think Destiny's Child and Insect. So Ooh.
0: letting you know who the kind of uh, middle schooler I was. Wow, I was yeah. super into that. That's an that was one thing I that was one thing that I got into as I was older was pop music. Yeah. I think yeah I think like growing up like I I got into um, I hung out with a lot of like. I like I looking back on it, like a lot of the friends that I have all now live in like cities. Yeah. You know, for the most they all live in cities and they were all into like the indie stuff. Yeah. And I think like, yeah, that was one thing. I never got into boy bands too much. I mean, like, of course I can sing I want it yeah, that way. I, like, I know anyone
1: who can I don't trust. I know like, yeah, I, I know heard it.
0: it. Like don't lie. I definitely heard it, but I never was like I never got caught up. Boy bands, I never got caught up. I got into, like, I got into hip-hop a lot. I got into rap and emo. Like, that was the only two things I listened to. Um, yeah, I listened
1: yeah. to emo music, and I listened to a shit ton of pop. So, like, almost, not any Britney Spears, like, song that was just on the album, but, like, if it was a single... I probably know it. Like I probably know it well enough to like sing along to it and hit some of the dance moves. Like
0: I was (laughs) super into it. I don't think I could sing every Brit. I could name like the five biggest Britney songs, but I don't think I know the. I I definitely know the words to maybe like two or three. Yeah. Uh, Christina Aguilera. I only I can only think of one off the top. Really. Uh yeah I. Okay, which one? Uh, genie in a bottle.
1: That's her first one. You can't think of any other one since then. Lady Marmalade. Uh, uh yes that was a song. Uh
0: did she did she did you are beautiful right? Yeah. Okay. So okay, 3 3. I got, yeah, three. I got, three. Yeah, I got 3. Um in sync I could probably name like 2 or 3. Or, no, no. I I can name cuz like they had two big albums. Backstreet Boys. Oh, the one that was the one. Backstreet Boys um Everybody. That was
1: Everybody. my. Jam. Yes.
0: yes. Rock your, your body, body right. Oh, buddy, yeah. Back streets, back, all right. <laughs> oh, so, uh, my favorite part in that one was, oh, my God, we're back again. And he had the Phantom Mask. <laughs> yes. I love that Phantom Mask. That Phantom Mask was my thing.
1: <laughs> I feel like they wanted that to be, like, the new thriller, and it just never like, it never reached that level. <laughs> but I do know the dance to this. <laughs> like, there's a dance in the video that they do, and it's very thriller-esque, yep. but, uh, yeah, fond, fond memories.
0: For a high school thing, I had to learn the thriller dance, and I st- I kind of remember like a couple beats from it. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Did
1: you like go to dances and stuff in high school?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was definitely into dances. Um. Now, now I could never. I like going to a nightclub. I can't really? like. No, it's I I I'm like not not I can't one I can't dance.
1: Why can't you dance?
0: I just uh you know what it is? I get so excited in the midst of dancing that I forget the beat and everything. <laughs> like, I'm just kind of, like, in my own. Yeah, I just get excited. <laughs> and I just, I forget. Like, I can't, like, but I can, like, you know, I can just, st- like, the one nice thing about, like uh, like, one great thing about being a dude is, like, Ninety percent of dancing now, I really just have to stand and like motion. Yeah. Like if I can just stand in motion, <laughs> and just move slightly, like, like <laughs> I, I I I seem like you know adequate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I I can't do a dance that like involves a partner. So I was at a party recently, and someone like took my hand, and they're like, "Yeah, let's dance." Uh, like like not ballroom dancing, but, like, like almost like a Lindy Hop, but, like, a salsa sort of thing. I don't know. And I was just like, nah. <laughs> like, I, like, tried for five seconds, and I was like, I'm too drunk for this. I can't. I'm so sorry. Here, take my sister. She's better at dancing. Bye. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't do it.
0: I miss slow dancing. I That's the one thing I miss from, like, high school prom stuff. I miss, like... Because you don't need any skill to do You don't need any skill, but it's, like, it's just, like, it's nice and warm and cuddly, and you're just, like, kind of, like listening to the song and just, like, swaying. Like, I, I like that. Every now and then I get to do it at a wedding. Nice. And I'm like, yeah, this is a, this is a fun moment in my
1: life. Are you secretly a sentimental person? Like, is that, like, are you just, like, a cheesy <laughs> oh, guy on the inside?
0: Oh, I am so, like, I'm, y- you know how many romantic comedies I watch. Like, yes. I I, <laughs> I am, uh, yeah, I'm super cheesy. I love, like, I I like I like all that like romantic cheesy Favorite
1: stuff. romantic comedy.
0: My favorite romantic comedy this I right, I think this movie is one of the most underrated movies made in the last 20 years. Uh, a movie called Definitely Maybe starring Ryan Reynolds. haven't seen it. Uh it's great. Uh that's one of my favorite romantic comedies ever. I th- uh I think that movie's just Fucking brilliant. And it's, like, it's sweet. It's romantic. It's, like, it's got an unconventional uh way of, like, telling the story, I think. uh I I love that movie. I okay. love, love that movie. I, I watch it probably, like, it's, like, one of my, like, there's probably, like, 15 movies that I watch, like, once a year, yeah. and that's one of them.
1: Give me some others. You don't have to go through the whole list of 15, but give me some of the ones that you value enough to, like, every year you want to, like, see where
0: you are with that. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's one of them. Goodfellas is definitely one of them. Uh I probably watch Goodfellas like probably like twice a year. Like it's it's my favorite movie. Okay.
1: Um I think that's something. It's one of it's in my top 5.
0: Yeah. For I just absolutely love that movie. Uh that's one of them. Uh City of God. It's It's so depressing.
1: <laughs> I've seen that movie a lot, but that's like every year you just like bum yourself the fuck out.
0: <laughs> I well yeah, but it, it's more of like I watch that more of like just the oppre- the impressive feat of uh, of it artistically yeah uh, that is like some like that's one of those things that I watch just because I just find it to be just a sheer masterpiece yeah and I, I like just watch it as like an admirer mm. than more so than anything now. Um, Dark Knight is uh, okay. Dark Knight is definitely one of those movies I, I watch uh, uh, once a year. Uh, what's another one? Do the right thing. Really, do the right thing. Yeah, I've
1: seen that movie only twice. Like I saw it in college film class, and I saw it in grad school film class, and that's it.
0: Yeah, do the right thing is yeah. That's that's one that that's one that became one like later. Mm. The like maybe in the past like three years I've watched that multiple times. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, what is another one? This is, there's definitely like a few others that I just can't uh, I can't remember. Old school. That's really? old school okay. is one of my favorite. It's one of my. It's, I think it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Um, that I love that one. It
1: I, makes sense to me that you would like that.
0: I love old school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, old school is definitely one. I'm trying to think. What is another one? Um, there's another one that I that's like something I I I, I think I we've talked about that yeah. I like that we both love a lot, and I can't recall what it is. Uh, maybe we'll come back to it. Yeah,
1: that. maybe we'll come back. I will say I do have... It's probably not 15 movies I watch every year, but, like, I've almost put tradition into this. So, like, on every Thanksgiving, I usually spend it with my twin sister and will hate watch uh love actually so like oh, yes. that's like a thing where like we get we pour wine we yell at the characters we're like this is fucking bullshit you're not even his friend you're gonna try to talk to his fucking wife you piece of shit like it's very much so like we become like like i don't just very finger waving pointing head tilting <laughs> yelling it's like that's what we do um yeah. Uh-huh.
0: So, so you're on the you're on the hate love actually train. I no.
1: I hate love it though. Like I like if I really hated it, I wouldn't watch it once a year. Right. But it's like a hate love thing. Yeah.
0: yeah. I you know what's weird is like that was one of those movies I I like watched it, yeah. liked it, and it's like the type of movie that would just like I'm like, yeah, I love it. And it just didn't I ne I never I was never on the boat of like it sucks and I was yeah. never on the boat of it was great. It yeah. just like I for some reason that movie didn't hit me, mm-hmm. but it was definitely something I really liked. Yeah. Um, but like a movie like definitely maybe like I'm like, "Oh yeah." <laughs>
1: for me, that's like the thing that is I don't know if you would call it a romantic comedy or not, but like I do watch it every single year, is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Wow. Yeah. Really? That's okay. like my fit, like that
0: Do you watch it for the emotion or do you watch it as like as as art?
1: Both. Well, like, yeah. Like it hit, it hits me in my guts. It I don't know. It just like it makes me feel a lot. But also, like, I can relate to the most realistic depiction of love to me is one that always incorporates some kind of like hate and disdain. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, So like (laughs) because for me to love someone, I need to like hate them a little bit. And also for me to hate someone, I need to like love something about like to
0: me, those things are very intertwined. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. That definitely explains a lot.
1: What do you mean? <laughs> no, explain yourself. Explain yourself right now.
0: I think you there's been multiple times we, we've we talked and you will like openly tell me about the things that you like about me and the things you don't like about me <laughs> in the same sentence sometimes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's just yes. like that's built in your personality is <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I like the most. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I do have a hard time not telling people exactly what I think of them. Yeah. Uh, so everyone knows exactly where they stand with me. If there isn't some sort of facade. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, I did think of a couple other ones. Uh, two George Clooney movies. Um, okay. Up in the Air and Michael Clayton. Really? I watched,
1: Those um, are on the lower end of my George Clooney movies.
0: No way. Yes. I think they're the two best George Clooney movies.
1: Yeah. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? You're going to say those are both better than Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? I
0: Yeah. What well, No. So, okay, so here's the thing. Up in the
1: air, really? Up in the air. You can see where that was going a mile away.
0: Okay, but it's not the twist as much as it is I really like that character. Why? Because, like, I liked, I liked, okay, so I liked a guy who was, like, convinced. I I like, this is one thing I like in a lot of, like, um uh, uh, Movies that have like major romantic elements is somebody who isn't looking for uh, a relationship and finds themselves in one. Okay, I like I like them and I like when and I like that character so much because he was so hardened in what he was like. He was he was so definitive what his life was like, and then one thing that he really didn't expect changes everything. And, but yet he's still that person. Yeah. And that's what I liked a lot. It was like at the end of the movie, he's still, he's, he's, he's being him. He's doing the one thing that he loves doing. I also just admired what, because I was so scared. um, I used to be so scared of flying, like petrified. Like I didn't fly for 12 years. Wow. And. Watching that movie, watching a guy who's just who loved flying. yeah, like that that was like a big thing for me. I uh, yeah, I just thought the movie was so I, I thought it was really well acted. Yeah. I just like I really liked the movie and I liked uh I liked the uh the old way versus new way element of it. um
1: I was I have this issue with Anna Kendrick where I always think she's being a caricature of a young woman, do you know what I mean? Where she's like, I'm quirky, Oh, I say the wrong thing, how do I do this, (laughs) like, and you're like, but you could just, like, be, like, there's, there's a layer of artifice in front of her acting that makes it so that I can never get behind it,
0: like. Interesting.
1: But I wanted to follow up uh, two questions, and you can answer them in whatever order you want to. What sparred, uh, or spurred, you know what I mean, what, Created this fear of flying for twelve years, and then secondly, what about finding yourself in a relationship versus pursuing one appeals to you
0: ooh interesting um I think overall it's just like when you're n- not looking for something and something comes about uh that's just like always a a better feeling i feel like um and the not flying that was I was just like. I was just so scared of heights, like really? I was terrified of heights, that so scared sense. so scared of heights and then yeah, I was terrified of heights and like the also the idea of like loss of control huh. like. For this for these few hours, I have zero control yeah. on what's happening right now. And this is a major thing happening right now. Yeah. We are yeah. we're in the air, yeah. you know, like <laughs> and I don't have any say in what's happening yeah. right now. I don't have any control in it or it fe- or feel like I have yeah. control in it. And like so though that that mixed in with the heights, it just like petrified and also like I don't know, when I was a kid, it just it was so loud, it felt loud and it was so scary. Like, yeah. Uh but now. Now it's just, like, I actually kind of like the process of being in an airport. And I mm-hmm. think it's because of watching that movie. Wow. Like, I think, like, watching him, like, just kind of every day just kind of go in there. And just, like, I don't know, flying just feels like a thing now. Because it was, I think now I'm, like, enjoying it because I miss doing it. Or it, I missed the, I know a lot of kids, like, do, are either indifferent to it yeah. or they're, like, kind of excited about it. Hmm. And like, I miss that excitement about it. I don't know what it is. I think. I used to be
1: excited about flying, but like, this is. It sounds so up my own ass, but like I was excited about flying as a kid because it was before nine eleven and there was like no security whatsoever, so you could just walk onto a plane and like it's, you said goodbye as you were literally getting onto the plane. it wasn't like take your shoes off now, wait in a long line now, this and that and the other uh like they weren't like you can't bring water or like a sandwich from home or something like that, so it was like we'd we it was almost like. Going to the movies, like we'd like figure out what we wanted to eat, we'd pack it, like we'd do that. We'd be like, oh yeah, we want this many bags because they weren't charging per bag. Like it was just like there was much less to think about in that process. Whereas now it's like, all right, well I have to fit everything into this bag that's a carry on, and I know I have to. Okay, I have to wear socks on top of whatever thing it is so I can take my shoes off and walk around on this grody ass floor. And oh wait, I can't wear like this bra. They're like, hey, for some reason they always think that I'm carrying some sort of weapon. So I got to like, it's just a whole process now.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, uh, that that part does not uh, that part is not exciting. But I'm also one of those people that like I, I go to the airport like crazy early. Like, oh,
1: like I go at the last minute, like I uh, want to yeah. spend as little time as possible in the airport.
0: See, I go I go super early. What? I yeah, I like I like having it all done with. Like mm-hmm. I want to just get through security and get it done with because I also like I like hanging out in an airport bar. I feel like it feels like the most adult thing to me. I like
1: that too. I will acknowledge. But for me, I now, not have to, but like I have panic attacks on planes. Uh, it's not, I don't have a fear of heights at all, but I do that loss of control and coupled with claustrophobia means that like I freak the fuck out. So like having a glass of wine before getting on a plane is like not necessary, but like close to it.
0: Right, you know, I, I hear you on that part. Yeah, I, I like the... Uh... Yeah, I like it sitting feel down.
1: Really adult, though. It
0: feels like you're. Yeah. yeah, it feels like you're adult. You're like, I gotta go do a thing. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm
1: important and I can afford to
0: drink. Yeah. Uh, doing pretty well. Yeah. yeah. I I I have an appointment yes. and I yes. I I need a drink and I'm gonna go to a new place yes. and like I like it feels so adult. It feels like I'm and it, it it that's that I love. Yes. I absolutely love that. Yes. Um, I like I like. I like sitting in the seat and seeing what movies available. Okay. Like <laughs> that excites me a lot. I
1: do like now if I get on a plane and they don't have individualized TVs, I'm like, what kind of trash yeah. airline is this? <laughs> you mean I
0: can't just pick any movie? <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah. Like,
1: how quickly that changed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's gotten to the point. I it's gotten to the point now for me where I have like. If I, can't, if I can't afford a plane ticket on two certain airlines, yeah. I just won't fly. <laughs> like, unless what they, are the two airlines? My two favorites now, right now, are are Delta and JetBlue.
1: Delta is, like, I, I used to clown Delta real hard because Delta used to be trash. Yeah. But now Delta, I'm like, all right, I have, like, a lot of miles with them. Like,
0: yeah, yeah I've watched a lot of movies on their flight. They have a lot of movies. Yeah. Uh, when you're going across country, their seats are so comfy. Yeah. Um, I feel like I had more space, uh, and, like, yeah, and, like, and, uh, so definitely those, um, definitely Delta and JetBlue, and then, like, I mean, I'll fly, like, a very cheap airline if I'm going a very short distance, um, if I'm going, like, somewhere where it's, like, two hours under, yeah, I'll fly pretty much any airline, but, like, anything more than two hours, I, I have, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go something that I, I know, (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take a flight soon, and I'm, like, I haven't bought my tickets yet, but I have to, like, buy my tickets, and I'm, like, just looking through, like, all right, how much more am I willing to spend to take Delta?
0: Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's when it gets to it, yeah, yeah. like, I have, like, like, yeah, I'm planning a couple flights, and, like, I'm, like, all right, I'm going to go this high. Yeah. I can go this high on Delta. <laughs> yeah. Do you use Google Flights? I use Google Flights, but then sometimes I'll just go straight to the straight to the uh, airline websites. Um, Yeah, it kind of depends, but yeah, I'll usually check Google Flights just to get like a rough idea of time uh, and what could be available. Because I also am one of those people that like I'll spend I'll spend slightly extra to do nonstop. Like I'll even I'll go yeah layovers. I I avoid at all costs. I think. Think maybe She's too an, much
1: immersion for error. Like, if one plane's late, then yeah. you're totally fucked and it's just garbage.
0: Yeah, and I I can't, yeah, and I don't want as much as I'm starting to enjoy flying, I don't want to be at an average yeah. that long. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, layovers. I almost, I almost like I, the only way I'll do layovers if it's like one of those last minute things where mm-hmm. I just had to do it, but I avoid it at all costs. I will definitely spend extra for <laughs> non stop. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> That makes sense. So where's a place that you would go but you haven't been yet?
0: Oh, there's a there's a few. I, I definitely want to go. I've never been to Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's definitely something I want to see. I, I've never been outside of the this continent, actually. So, like, that's definitely something at some point in my life I want to try and do. Like, I've always, like, you know, this is one of those things that, like, a bunch of people our age will say it, it, that never done it. Yeah. And, but, like, I've always wanted to just... Um I always want to just take a year and yeah. just go.
1: Could you walk away from comedy for a year though?
0: That's the thing now. Yeah. Like in hindsight, yeah, it would probably have been a great thing to have done like right before I started doing stand up or right when I started doing stand up yeah. and just go. Um now it's like a thing where it's like I don't know if I can take a year off of comedy. So it's yeah. like I'm trying to like figure out trips to do and right. stuff like that, but um but at the same time, you know, it's also like Comedy is not going to go anywhere, but right now I feel like, I feel like, you know, we're in this like groove where we're, yeah, you know, where we're trying to do stuff, you know, and we're doing it regularly. And I feel like creatively we're in a groove where we're just writing more. Yeah. So it's like, I can't step out now, but I definitely, I've definitely, I realized I was talking to somebody the other day and I, I realized that the longest I've ever gone without doing a show is like four days. Oh, wow. It's in eight years.
1: The longest I've gone without is two weeks. Uh, and it was when I was in Europe. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I oh, actually know that when I was doing improv, improv and sketch, like, it's different scheduling. Yeah. So it's, like, um, I would say in four years, because ever since I started doing stand-up. Yeah. I would say in four years, I've never gone m- more than, like, four days without doing a set. Yeah. Or, yeah. And, like, even when I go on vacation.
1: Yeah, you do
0: sets. Yeah. You go You like, it's, like it's so crazy. Um I that's one thing I'm going to try and do. I I'm telling myself I'm going to sometime this year, I'm going to go on a trip yeah. and not do any comedy for do a week. It. Yeah, maybe. <laughs>
1: but like straight up comedy is fun. Like yeah. it's it's clearly what you enjoy doing. It's so. the
0: thing I love doing, but it's also like every time I like every time I like leave home yeah. and no matter where I go, I'm like, "Oh man, it is nice to just see a different thing today." Yeah. <laughs> like just be around a different thing and uh and I've always, and I've just been used to, like, I've also been, like, I've never been, like, much of a, like, homebody, you yeah. know? I've always, even when, even when comedy wasn't the biggest part of my, like, even before when I was just doing improv, like, I still was someone who would just, like, go out, yeah. you know? Um but now those things are becoming less and less like I'm, I'm making t- I'm like scheduling time to try and like to just go to a museum yes. just to s- feel something different. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: that makes sense.
0: yeah, just trying to get out of like I'm trying to get out of the mode of just having like my whole life being comedy mm-hmm. um, just so I for no other reason than I'll have something to do comedy about.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. But you have a job that I think creates some comedy
0: uh yeah i guess so i work as a tour guide during the day but um it's interesting i've always been one of those people that i never really talk about stuff that i'm doing now it's Mm -hmm. always stuff that happened before so like i've done bits about old jobs yes but never my current job Mm -hmm. or like i've done bits um about uh past dates but never like a a current relationship um or if i did it was always about like a very specific event that happened before like a long while like everything's very past tense Mm -hmm. for me and i think it's just like i like like having the reflective aspect um it's one thing i always i always loved watching people who were like like beautiful storytellers
1: yeah um
0: and that's something I try, I'm trying to do a little bit more of.
1: Who do you think is a great storyteller? Who, like, who's one of those people?
0: Oh, man, there's, that's an endless list. I mean, like, I mean, right off the top of the head, you know, you got, like, someone like yeah. Um there's, and just film also as well, and, like, I listen to, like, a lot of, like, stuff, like, I used to listen to a lot of, like, um, storytelling podcasts, yeah. and I, there's, like people now of course I'm blanking on like a lot of names but yeah there was just like so many so much of that I just yeah. love listening to um I don't do it as much anymore now it's like now mostly I only listen to like sports podcasts really yeah cuz I don't watch I don't get to watch as much like um I don't get to watch as much like sports tv Uh, as i used to so now podcasts the way i catch up on what's happening (laughs) because i'm very i'm pretty like you're into sports i'm very into sports
1: that's not like a lot of comedians aren't
0: yeah it's very it's like we're we're a very small group of people uh especially in this city which is strange because this city is like it's such a sports city city, but yet the comedy crowd is like yeah like like 90 percent not into sports um, and most of the people who are into it are, like, into very specific sports. Yeah. Like, they're all into certain, like, they're one thing. And, yeah. like, I'm I'm pretty much, like, across the board, baseball, basketball, football. Okay. I'm, I'm, like, into all three. Okay. Uh, probably say pretty equally. Uh, baseball is definitely, like, the one that I love the most. That's crazy to me. I love baseball. Why? I, I, I I'm so boring. It's... Uh, <laughs> it takes so long. See, I never... I think it's, like... I think it, I, I'm excited by watching, um, I like the process of the game. I like watching, like, I like watching a pitcher just throwing constantly, like, just pure heat. I like watching, like, like watching the this suspense of, like, oh, man, are they going to get this run? Um, I just feel like, I feel like anything can happen in baseball uh-huh. more likely. Like, there's more, there's more chance of anything happening in baseball than in basketball or football like most basketball and football games most of them you can get pretty close to what the score is going to be you yeah. can guess pretty pretty definitively who's going to win yeah. in baseball like yeah there is like definitely there's definitely like dynasty top you know top tier teams but like on any given day anything can happen in baseball and I really love that
1: that's crazy to me uh it takes hours to get through a game, and there's like 190 of them every season. Oh yeah, definitely and like really
0: wrong. I don't watch. I I definitely watch more football games okay. on TV because I think football is just so much better on TV than live. Yeah. But baseball, I love watching live. Live, it's like a different experience. Um, I love the. I like the crowd. I like. I like the stuff in between the innings. I like. Um, yeah, I just love it. And I just, you know, I also just grew up a huge Red Sox fan. Oh, okay. I grew up a massive Red Sox fan. We
1: didn't have, like, a baseball team in my town like yeah. that. So, like, we did I went to basketball games. So, like, I love going to basketball games and just, like, yelling.
0: Yeah. That's my favorite <laughs> thing. Basketball, basketball is great to watch live. Yeah. Basketball is awesome to watch live. And I, yeah, basketball is, I was definitely into, but, yeah, the Red Sox was definitely, like, the team in my, in my uh, home and um yeah Fenway is just like one of my favorite places in the entire world and like I try to go whenever I'm whenever I'm traveling I try to like see a baseball game in that stadium I want to see a game at every stadium um wow. that's my like that's like a big dream I have nice. yeah all
1: right well we're coming up on the hour and I'm going to wrap up uh by asking you a question I ask everyone and you can have time to think about it what is a secret that you haven't told anybody or uh, just something that would be a scoop for my podcast. A
0: secret that I've never told anybody. I'm trying to think.
1: Or something that people would be surprised to find out about you.
0: Uh, some, uh okay. Um, uh, let me think of that. Let me think of something. Oh, I don't know. Actually, I think, I think this is probably something you might've been able to guess about me. Um, I have, uh, somewhere in my mother's house, uh, in the attic I have like the box set of the OC okay why <laughs> I liked the OC when it was on or
1: like the first two or three seasons I
0: loved uh, I liked Adam Brody I liked really? Seth C- <laughs> yeah, I thought he was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> uh, But that's probably not like a juicy one that's um, not that juicy, that's not that, juicy. That, was uh, that was a very popular TV show Yeah, that was a very popular TV show I I have no I have no chest hair I have no, I have no chest hair or leg hair. Why? I just don't grow it. Weird. It's very strange. I just don't. I Wait, don't. Grow. Is it
1: because you're you're partially Asian?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm black and Japanese. I mean, I don't know. Do, do Asian guys not grow chest hair? For the
1: Asian guys I know
0: don't. Uh, maybe that is the thing. I don't know. I don't, but I don't have any hair on my back, my stomach, my chest, my legs. It's weird, hmm. um, and I barely grow any like facial? facial hair either. So you're like a small boy. Yeah, like a very small boy. Okay. Um I don't is that good? No, that's not a good enough story. <laughs> that's not good enough. I'm gonna i I'm gonna I think, think of, of something I'm gonna think of something and uh it's gonna be it's gonna be relatively okay. Uh <laughs> uh what what is a good one? What is a good I, I'm trying to think of a really good uh juicy one. Um I have no pubic hair. Why did you tell me that. I didn't even know that. See, not, you, see I don't. What? I don't. know. You asked for something what? juicy. I don't know. What did you said, do to it? Why? <laughs> Everyone is keeping I was trying to. Tr- I was trying to trim it, and I just like, kind of snipped, and I just there was like a patch, and then I was just like, I guess, I guess I'm just gonna cut it all off, and I just <laughs> shaved it all off. Okay. And yeah, and it, I don't love it. I don't like it right now. (laughs) It's not my favorite.
1: (laughs) Well, there you go, guys. Uh, At this moment, Sam Mike is uh, rocking the uh, baby smooth look
0: downstairs.
1: (laughs) Now I know that, and I'm standing next to him awkwardly. Uh, I don't know. He told me
0: something that people don't know. Okay, well, now they know that. (laughs) Great.
1: Okay. Do you have any final thoughts about uh improv Boston, Boston at large comedy?
0: Oh man. Uh I think it's going good. Uh Improv Boston's great. It's great uh theater. I love I love it. Yeah, this is always gonna be like one of like this always gonna be like one of those like places that I always like here in Boston and I love I love doing comedy here. All right. Yeah.
1: So guys, this has been Person About Town. I'm Kenise Mobley, and uh thanks so much for listening. Bye. Yeah.